everybody. Bob for here in the chilly snake pit of Columbus, Ohio. Elliott has the first down and more. And Elliott's going to have a touchdown. Samuel cuts it back. Ohio State wins. Stroud in trouble. And Stroud is sacked again. Oh, go. There's nothing quite like the game. Michigan versus Ohio State. The game of the day. The game of the year. The game of the decade. Call it what you will. This is the rivalry. Sponsored by Elevated Integrity Construction. This is the Rivalry Podcast. Josh Evans, Josh Pollock, your weekly podcast focused on the Michigan-Ohio State football rivalry. And all garbage free, nothing that you're going to have to turn off when the kids come in, anything like that. We are excited to be coming to you from the podcast studio. We've got some new toys we're going to play with this year. Uh, You might remember that uh, Mitchell, our good Ohio State buddy, not with the podcast this year, Mr. Pollock, our resident Rutgers fan and Buckeye fan, going to chime in. We'll have some Rutgers fun the best along the worlds. way. You know, some might say that. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at RivalPod. RivalPod on Twitter. Chance to win some fun stuff. That's coming up here in just a little bit. So let's start off with a little bit of a, a little bit of an icebreaker. Uh, let's do a little wheel route. Get to know each other. Get to find out uh, what stuff we're looking forward to this year. Run a little bit of a of a wheel route here for us, Mr. Potter. Right, are we ready for this? We're gonna start the spin. Wow. It lands on. This is beautiful. Much anticipation. This took me a very long time to make, and all I had to do was type in stuff. Player you want to watch the most. Like like anybody? I, I would say let's keep it let's keep it to well, I guess we could open it up to nationwide, but we could do let's do Michigan and then also in the nation. Okay. So Michigan, I mean, I, I, I want to see, I want to see Blake Corum take over as, as the lead back. I think that, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously Donovan Edwards being there too. It's kind of RB one, a RB one B. Um, but I, I think he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think nationwide B. John Robinson running back at Texas dude is as advertised. And I, I, I think Texas is going to be way overhyped. We'll find out week two when they play Bama, but I think Vijan Robinson is going to be going to be a ton of fun to watch. I think for me, I'm going to show my uh, hometown pride here a little bit. Uh, for Ohio State, I'm looking at Cade Stover. He was voted a team captain this year. He is from the Lexington, Ohio, which is essentially <laughs> Mansfield, Ohio. Let's be honest. If you live there, you know it's Mansfield. Don't even try to debate it. My he is a starting tight end this year. He hasn't really had a ton of chances. They've flipped him around. He started out as a recruit for the D-line. Then he moved to linebacker. Then he was tight end. Then back to linebacker. He actually was a linebacker in the Rose Bowl last year against Utah, where he had a phenomenal game, and everybody kind of thought this would be where he would stay. Nope. Moved him back after Rucker got drafted to the Jets. Now he is the starting tight end, team captain, the hometown side of me. Of all the players on Ohio State Root on that loaded offense, the tight end is Kate, your decision. Kate Stover, let's get it, baby. Nationwide, you guessed it, I'm going hometown pride again. <laughs> we got the Virginia Cavaliers quarterback, number five, Heisman candidate, Brennan Armstrong. He's an underdog. 
Last year, he was absolutely ripping it up. I can't wait to watch him. I'm very excited it's trash. for Virginia. <laughs> Dude's a baller. Have you ever watched him? Dude's a baller. He You're can sling it. The only person in the country outside of Virginia who cares anything about true. Virginia. In the heart of Shelby, Ohio, just about a quick 15-minute drive from Mansfield. <laughs> Brendan Armstrong's got a fan base. <laughs> his parents that's exciting for him okay so uh let's get let's get to the task at hand here university of michigan opens up on saturday against colorado uh colorado state we will learn nothing about michigan from this game i just i I just want to be very clear right off the bat colorado state is a terrible football program it's an embarrassment last year an embarrassment like their helmets are kind of cool because they got the little Ram horn. Yeah, they'll cheap look thing. good in the loss. And that's and that's cool. And you know, you, you take what you can get, you'll take your check, you'll go home. For Michigan, here's the interesting thing to watch for Michigan is obviously the quarterback battle is the big question. Uh is it going to be Cade? Is it going to be JJ McCarthy? What are we looking at? So Jim Harbaugh comes out this past weekend and goes, Hey, let me uh I don't know if he's putting out fires or stoking fires, but he <laughs> yeah. says, Hey, Cade McNamara is going to start week one. We're like, Well, okay. We kind of figured. And JJ is gonna start week two. Listen, I'm going to try defending Big Ten champion. Who am I to say anything? What a way to tell your opponents that you consider them a practice. You consider them a scrimmage than to say, why don't you play for a little bit? And then you're going to play for a little bit. And we'll just kind of decide during the UConn game. I don't I don't get it. I don't know. What does it look like from as an outsider? Here is the one note that I put for this. I said, let's just put it simple. We're all going to be switching to a different game at halftime <laughs> because ain't nobody sticking around yeah. when the inevitable 42 to three at halftime score pops up. I just think Michigan, and that's a very hardball answer to, oh, it to is. toy with the media and to not give a direct answer. We all assumed that McNamara would be the starter. I mean, it, how can you take the keys away from right. the guy that just led you there? Well, and to be fair, it, it's such a Harbaugh thing because on top of that, he said, well, obviously JJ, he, he clarified today. JJ is going to play in week one. Cade's yeah. going to play in week two. Presumably quarterbacks three, four and five. If they have a fifth one are going to play they in those weeks as well from the stands, you know, to be honest, if you go to that I, game, Jim, you if be- you're watching, I'm, I'm available. I'm here, you know, but so does that really change anything other than what we expected? It doesn't. Um, I, I did see one take that that said, you know, oh, this is going to this lets the quarterback battle play out and takes the pressure. I don't know about that as much as I guess there's something to be said for each guy knowing I'm going to be the guy this week. Yeah. And just and getting to, to see prepare. mentally how they prepare for that. Yeah. But I'm with you. Cade is the is the safer choice. How do you take the keys away from him is a great way to put it. JJ is the flashy sports car who might not be quite as safe. But if you need a guy to make plays and Jim has said as much, he's going to be your guy. So, I mean, we'll see. It will not matter. Well, no. And that's the luxury <laughs> that they have this year is you've got McNamara. Who's not going to lose you games. He's no, not a no. bad quarterback by any means, but everybody I think knows the potential from McCarthy. I mean, every yeah. single person that's watched him goes, this is a guy that could be a Heisman candidate in the future. Yeah. So it's hard to not just, feel that excitement and lean into it. And I think I just want to throw him out there. If you're a team and we, you know, look at a team like Rutgers, which we'll get to, right? Where you've got, or Gavin, don't, it's not <laughs> no of a draw and Gavin Wimsett. Now, McNamara is nowhere close to a draw or vice versa. Wimsett is, I don't think anywhere close to McCarthy, but it's kind of that same mentality of if you're in a desperate position, 
where Rutgers has nothing to lose. You yeah. may as well throw the guy yeah, out absolutely. there. Michigan, please, <laughs> please chop, chop or chop on keep, or chop salad or whatever. Yeah. But where Michigan doesn't need to do that, you know, unless you come into, let's say you go into the Maryland game and you get upset at home and Cade's just throwing picks left and right. That, okay, sure. But until that happens, you're going to see what we saw last year. That's that, that's genuinely what I feel. You will see Cade play as the starter. You will see JJ get a lot of playtime in meaningful games and meaningful moments. And you're not going to see anything different because he knows he's got the keys coming next year. Exactly. Uh, what, what do you have? my friend for prediction for Michigan, Colorado state on Saturday. This is going to be a shocker. I got Michigan beating Colorado state 56 to seven. I just think the offense for Michigan <laughs> offense for Michigan. It's yeah. too, it's too powerful. Yeah. I think the defense takes a little bit of a slide back, but I don't By think only it, giving up seven, points. but I don't think it matters against Colorado state. No. I think when they get to the meat of their schedule, you'll notice it a little bit. I still think, Michigan's going to roll them over. It'll be third and fourth string freshman quarterback. Moms and dads will get to watch their children play for. And that's good for them. That's good for them. Uh, I am not far off. 54 to 10. 10. If you kick a field goal at the end of the game for good measure, who knows? Uh, Yeah. 54 to 10. I I don't. This Michigan offense is even better than last year. Um, And the defense will in losing Hutch and losing a job and some of those guys not. I don't think they will be as good, but have you also seen guys like Mike Morris and Mozzie Smith? There are some big boys coming yeah, in. No slouches. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. I well, think. I think Colorado state, I mean, they're coming into that game. They're starting quarterback, starting running back, starting receiver last year. All are gone. It's so not they're great. bringing in completely <laughs> brand new people, which we will also get into with Ohio state coming up. This podcast sponsored this year by our friends at Elevated Integrity Construction. They do residential and commercial construction uh, and not just construction, but they do design as well. So if you've got a home build, a church build, a uh, great opportunity to go with our friends at Integrity, elevatedintegrity.com, elevatedintegrity.com. We are grateful to Elevated Integrity Construction sponsoring this podcast. By the way, if you're following us on Rival Pod at Rival Pod on Twitter, if you retweet this episode with your score prediction for the Michigan or the and or the Ohio State game, uh, you have a chance to win a twenty five dollar Amazon gift card that is on Twitter only. So at Rival Pod on Twitter. It's not just a game; it's the game. You're listening to the rivalry. JP, uh, Ohio State, Notre Dame, a much bigger deal than Michigan, Colorado State what? aims to be primetime game. What are we looking at going into week one for the Buckeyes? Big, big game to start off. Speaking of non-conference slouches, this is not one. No, no, this this game's a little bit hard for me to really predict. So I have what I feel like will happen. I've got a lot of confidence going into this week, and I feel like every Ohio State fan normally has that. But I feel like this is a big game that I feel like Ohio State's either going to be upset and we're all going to be surprised at how good Notre Dame is, or it is not going to be a game and everybody's <laughs> going to be saying this Notre Dame team is a fraud. And I don't think there's, I, I just don't see it being a close win for Ohio State. I think they either blow them out or they lose. I just don't see like a 21 to 17 Ohio State win. No. I think there are so many factors that go into it. Notre Dame's coming into the game. They lost Jack Cohen. They lost 
every key player they could ever think of. I on think offense. the leprechaun de- declared for the draft yeah, too. He's like Kudana mascot he's in the NFL somewhere now. They lost everybody. They have a sophomore that's coming out. They just have so much inexperience on the offensive side. And I am curious, and I've heard a lot of talk about this. So this is what I'm most curious to see coming into this week is the Ohio State defense. I've heard all throughout this offseason, Jim Knowles came in and that he has just been working them, that they have gotten ready, that they've been impressive. I don't know if I buy it. I, I don't think I, I'm, I'm cashing that check. I I'm think, with you. I think you got to shut up or put up. You got to go out there and you've got to actually prove it to me. And this is a great test. I mean, I know Notre Dame's offense isn't like last year. If it was the same as last year, I would be feeling better if they come out and just totally dominated them. Yeah. This one won't be as sweet if the defensive side really picks it up. But I just want to see that attitude, and I think that'll be enough for me. If they can come in with that Ohio State defense attitude that I'm used to, where they're hitting hard and they're pumped up and they've got some energy and some juice in them, then I think I can take that away. I can be happy going into the bigger games later on down the season. Because there's no question that the offense is going to be good. Yeah, I don't think anybody. The, the on- I think every single person is agreeing. Ohio State's going to put up 35-plus this Easily. Game. There's Easily. no... There's no, if that doesn't happen, I will be stunned. The defense is the big question because again, look at, there's a reason that they hired Jim Knowles mm-hmm. this off season is Ohio state's defense has been a liability for seasons now. Not, it wasn't just the last year, but the, the encapsulation, especially from a rivalry standpoint, I was at, I was at the game in November. They did not have that dog in them mm-hmm. as the kids are saying, well, not even the last the last touchdown where they let Hassan Haskins score his fifth. That was a, a strategy move. I'm talking about the fourth touchdown Haskins scores at the goal line, and they looked like they could not care. Yeah, they did not there give was no and, fight. There was no effort to keep him out of the end zone. That's when as a fan in the stadium, you knew, OK, this this might actually go our way this year. Jim Knowles is coming in and he's done good things at Oklahoma State. I was in Stillwater for a little bit, so I, I know how passionate they are about their football program. That's also against Big 12 offenses. And I know I know Big 12 offenses is a thing. They don't play defense, all that stuff. I just have a question if that's going to translate into the Big 10. Now, Notre Dame is down their top wide receiver. They've got an untested quarterback. All those New things All those things tell me that Ohio State should have success on the defensive side. That being said, if I'm Notre Dame and I'm coach Freeman, I'm looking at the tape from November and going this is how you beat a team like this. You run the ball down their throats and you make them stop you because everybody said that about Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. Back in the Washington game, you can't just run the ball. You can't just run the ball. You'll never beat Ohio state that way. Fun fact. Yes, you can. Well, and I think and you're not going to out. Yeah. You're not going to out talent Ohio state. Notre Dame is not going to out talent them. They're going to have to grind the clock out, run the ball, and Ohio State's going to have to stop them or they're going to be in a world of hurt. 100%. And I think it's going to come down to that heart because I think if Notre Dame can come out of the gate early swinging and they can punch Ohio State in the mouth early, Ohio State's going to back up because I think right now they've got that confidence. They're like, we're a different team this year. Their defense is coming out and they're like, we've been with Jim Knowles all offseason. We've been working. We're better. And if Notre Dame comes out and is like, oh, no, you guys are still pretty bad. Yeah. You guys are still pretty yeah. bad. I think that'll suck the wind right out of them. And that's a whole new ball game. And I, I think the momentum piece there is huge because, again, this is we- this is week one of the season, right? This is one of those things where anything can happen. If you I, I 
We'll talk about this all season. I'm not a big CJ Stroud guy. I'm not a big believer in his leadership skills. Um, I just, I, I am, I question if he finds himself down in a game, what is the mental toughness of that team mm-hmm. for that very reason of, yeah, we're a different team. We're moving on. If you find yourself down at home to Notre Dame, if you find yourself in a slugfest, you find yourself in a, in a one score game going into the half. Do you have the mental toughness to stick it out? I think you have the talent, but the mental toughness side is a big is a big piece for me. Well, see, and I think on the offensive side of the ball, I don't see a struggle with that. I think if they were down, I think uh, I think CJ comes out and I think he knows he's gifted enough and he's got the playmakers that nothing is insurmountable for them. I don't see that on the defensive side. And I think in years past, Ohio State has had that guy. Yeah, that you can look true. at yeah, and say, good. okay, we had Chase the Young. Bosas, yeah. We had Chase Young. We had... Ward and we had um, what's his name Okuda and yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you had these guys that was like a staple of that defense that you could look to and say here's my guy yeah he is going to the draft in the first yeah. round it, it's a Hutch Ojabo situation where yeah. you can rely on those yeah, guys and even if your other areas aren't as strong you have that guy that is just so dominant and Ohio State has nobody like that on the defensive side yeah. of the ball. And so I think that's the question. And that was the huge difference with Michigan last year is they got down and the defense just couldn't stop a single thing. Yep. And they had nobody that was like, this is enough. We're going to go out there and we're going to smack them in the mouth. We're going to get the stop. We're going to give the ball to our playmakers on offense. They're going to score. and We're going to go back out there and do our job. They don't have the, they didn't have that dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's the setup we're looking at. What's the score predict? I mean, I think I think we're both we're both tipping our hands here on where where we're going with yeah, this. Yeah. I mean, go go ahead as the Buckeye resident Buckeye. Okay, I mean, so what, what do you got for me? I just think at the end of the day, the inexperienced Notre Dame is bringing in. If it was a day game, maybe I'd feel a little bit more confident. But going into a night game, there's a lot of <laughs> expectations on Ohio State this year, so you know it's going to be packed. It's going to be loud. Notre Dame's quarterback coming in as a sophomore. He doesn't have a lot of playing time. Going into that kind of an environment yeah. is crazy. I've got a final score. OSU 38, Notre Dame 17. You are slightly kinder to the Irish than I was. <laughs> oh, no. 42 to 20. Okay. I don't, I don't think that they can keep up with them. And I think, I, I think Ohio State just ha- gets in the rhythm. The, the wide receiver core is still just so, so good. Now, you're not I don't think your core is going to ever maybe ever be better than what you had last year in in Jigba and Alave and Wilson. But Fleming and Harris that like you've got you've got some guys on there who are going to put up points and unless Notre Dame just shocks the world. Here's the here's the deal. Here's the deal. This is a top 5 matchup in theory in th- in theory in theory, right? The spread right now is 17 and a half. Yes. I, I just think <laughs> Tell me another top five matchup that has a seventeen and a half point spread. It's absurd. And they will cover. Oh, and for they sure. will cover. For sure. I just think at the end of the day, Ohio State is for sure scoring more than thirty five points a game. And yeah. I think in no universe is there one that exists <laughs> where Notre Dame can put up thirty five, even on a bad buckeye defense, with this much inexperience on the offensive side of the ball. I think by the end of the season, maybe this might be a hot take. I don't know if this if qualifies. 
I don't even think Notre Dame will be in a top 10. I think they, oh, no, I, th- I think they'll be a 15 you. to 20 range by the end of the season. It's the same deal we get every year with Notre Dame. Where it's guys, no, Notre Dame's good this year. No, really this time. And they're not. It's the, the uh, Texas, you know, we're back, mm. but they were not back and, and they never are. And that's, that's the deal with that. So, okay. So by the way, again, on Twitter at rival pod, retweet the episode, your score prediction closer than ours you have a chance to win a $25 Amazon gift card. We're not going to walk through the whole schedule. We've got weekly episodes. We only need to do that. But I do. I am curious as we look down the schedule, Michigan's got a pretty favorable one. Mm-hmm. The non-conference this year is pretty, pretty, pretty favorable. There's only a couple difficult road games. I think on that schedule, uh, I'm curious as you look through what what you're looking at from a Michigan prediction standpoint and for Ohio State, who's got Ohio State has a, a remarkably difficult schedule this year compared to years past. I, I'm looking at at Michigan and I'm going I'm I'm somewhere in the 11 and one range. I can see that. I think is this because they don't they don't play anybody non-conference, right? They they play at Iowa and at Ohio State are the two games I have circled. Yes. Now, Penn State, Michigan State are difficult. Those are at home. You know, I'm not saying which one of those they will lose. I just don't see them losing more than one at this point. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I just look down. I think if maybe the Penn State or Michigan State was an away game, I would feel a little bit more cautious to put an L there. I just don't see it. I just I just can't look at this schedule. I, I told you before the show even started, I think by the time Ohio State and Michigan meet, it's going to be another top five matchup. Taylor undefeated. Whoever gets it goes to the Big Ten Championship. All the marbles on the line. Yeah, I just don't see any route. I think Ohio State's too talented on offense. I think their defense will be substantial enough in the big games to carry them through some of those other teams. I think it's going to come down uh, in Ohio on November 26. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to come down to that being two teams undefeated and it's going to be a classic. I will say I don't have that. I've got Ohio State with on two games during the regular season, so we'll uh, We'll put that in our back pocket. I have, I, I am one of the few people that genuinely, not just Homer, genuinely believes Michigan will beat them in Columbus. As of, as of right now. I would now. hope that you would have that confidence. As of right now, I don't see any reason why they couldn't. Um, I also have them losing, I think, to uh, Penn State. The battered shell of Sean Clifford, assuming that that is still going on at the starting quarterback position. May need to amend that in the future. Uh, the last thing that we want to do is because Mr. JP here is a somehow someone asked me this week and I said, I, I don't know, a, a Rutgers fan on top of being an Ohio state fan, damn. which explains the random Those swag. That's that's there. Shiano, baby. Um, we, we started a segment that we brought you in for last season when Mitchell was still on the podcast called Rutgers to the Rose bowl, where we just predict and look at the, the chances that Rutgers actually has to actually make a Rose bowl. Because when that happens, Party. We're all going. We're all. You're invited to. We're all going. We're all going to the Rose Bowl. Uh, what is the Rutgers to the Rose Bowl chance right now in Week One? I'm going to hit you with the technicality because okay. technically you just said what's the chance? Yeah, like what's and what's they the... haven't played a game. They haven't lost yet, so technically <laughs> it's still a hundred percent that they have a chance to go to the Rose Bowl. Will it happen? I can't. Who's say. to say? I can't Who's say. To say? I can't say you start Gavin Wimsat. Well, let him sling Please. the ball around. Please. Can we, can we remember that we went to the Rutgers game at the big house last year and Michigan won that game by six points. Rutgers is a tough out. That was terrifying. Tough out. Terrifying. 
Uh, Rutgers the Rose Bowl. You cannot win any gift cards for that, so don't. <laughs> yeah, that don't bother. It's too easy of a score to predict. Just put a big old goose egg next to Rutgers, and you're fine. Let me let me throw out one more thing. One game that's not Michigan or Ohio State that you want to watch this week. I won't go Homer because I am excited. I do. Well, we get it, Virginia. And, we know. Look, I I've got players from my area that play for Michigan State, that play for Kentucky, that play for Virginia. So I always like to keep some tabs. We don't care. Look, <laughs> the game that I'm actually really looking forward to, I know a lot of people might say Oregon, Georgia, gross. Georgia's going to absolutely Georgia by a them. billion. Yeah, it's going to be disgusting. That'll be another snooze fest. I am pumped to watch this West Virginia and Pitt game, and I don't know why. Maybe because it's like the first somewhat legit game of the year, and so I'm looking forward to that. Other than... Obviously, getting to see Rutgers, I'm I'm excited to watch them until about the five minutes in, and then I'm sad. But outside of my teams, I'm going to be pumped to watch that on Thursday night. That's a good one. I've got a nice little setup on the backyard, ready to go. Um, and then I'll just be keeping up with some of my hometown guys, hoping that they do well. Purdue Penn State on Thursday night as well will be a good one to watch. And then uh, I'm with you on Georgia, Oregon, not not going to be a good I might game have for it very on in long. the background while I'm Yeah, while you're doing it's a good it's a good game while you're doing chores. Well, you've got some other stuff going on. You can kind of glance and go, "Oh, they scored again." That's what that game's going to be. Uh, I think on Friday night, Western Michigan at Michigan State. I'm I'm interested in that. I don't think what well, I don't think Western is good enough to play with them, especially without Sky Moore, but um so you'll be rooting for my hometown guy Angelo Gross, number 15 abs- cornerback. No. No, Ron, Ron, Ron way. That's what I heard. Uh, any chance that Michigan State could get upset by some random team on a weekday night is fine by me, and I'm excited about that. Thanks for joining us for this episode on Twitter at RivalPod. Make sure you retweet the episode. Make sure you follow us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the games. The Rivalry is a production of River Radio Ministries. Want live updates from the show? Follow us on Twitter at RivalPod for live tweets, score predictions, contests, and more. And make sure to follow us wherever you're listening now for new episodes every Wednesday. And if you like what you're hearing, tell a friend so they can listen too.